welcome to our women's meeting and some men too. I, I, I wanna open up with prayer. Let's go ahead and begin. My heavenly father, I thank you. My heavenly father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you, Father, I thank you. I thank you, you sent Jesus. I thank you, Father, and Jesus sent us the Holy Spirit. Father, I thank you, open our eyes that we can see. Open our ears that we can hear. Open our hearts like you did for Lydia, that we can attend unto the things which are spoken. Turn us from darkness to light from the power of Satan and you. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. We are gonna to continue today on how Jesus did it. A, a series that we've had in the past several, oh, what, about two months. And I thought we were finished, but then the Lord brought up another one that I think is very important and you don't hear a lot of. And I certainly didn't hear it when I was in, when I was in a denominational church. But first, I want us to go to 1 John 2, 6, because that's where we have started all this from. 1 John 2, 6. And this is the Apostle John talking. He said, he that saith, that he abideth in him, and he's talking about Jesus. He that saith he abideth in him, ought himself also to walk even as he walked. Now let's take a look at that. He that saith that he abideth in Jesus. Okay, if you say you abide in Jesus, then you're gonna walk just like Jesus walked. He that saith that he abideth in Jesus, ought himself also so to walk even as Jesus walked. Do you see what that says? We don't walk like a pre our preacher walks it. We don't walk it like a, um, oh, uh, an actor walks it. We walk it like Jesus walked it. And I tell you what, we have learned over the past weeks that there are some things that Jesus walked that we didn't even know, that we weren't aware of, that we, that we didn't have in our hearts. And I think this week, we're gonna overcome some things in our hearts that are not true. And we're going to talk about Jesus, how he walked with money, how he walked with finances. Because if we say, if we say that we are going to walk like Jesus, then we have to walk it like he walked. So we got to handle our money. We got to handle our finances the way Jesus did it. Now, let's begin. We're going to go to, we're going to begin in Mark 6, verse 3. Mark 6. Whoops, verse three. Interesting, interesting thing here. It's, uh, let's begin in verse one. And he went out from thence and went and came into his own country. So this is where he was brought up. And his disciples went with him. And when on the Sabbath day was come, he began to teach in the synagogue. And many hearing him were astonished, saying, For whence has this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him? That even such mighty works are wrought by his hands. Now look at the next phrase. Is this not the carpenter? Stop. Is this not the carpenter? Did you know that Jesus had a career? Did you know that he worked? He worked as a carpenter. Oh, we were taught that when I was in, when I was in a denominational church, but we never, I never considered it. Jesus had a job. He worked. Do you know that if, if we say that we abide in Jesus, if we say that we abide in Jesus, 
then we ought to walk as he walked. Well, then what's our job? You know, the, if, if we are to walk like Jesus walked, and I'm going to flip this, then Jesus is going to help to help us walk like he walked. And one way he's going to help us is he has, if we, if he had a job, then he's got to get us a job. If we're going to walk like Jesus walked and we dedicate ourselves to walking like Jesus walked, then he's going to have to supply us a job because he had one. Do you see that? We have to have a job. Jesus, was it the Apostle Paul said in, in, Thessal in Thessalonians, if you don't work, you don't eat. Did you know that's written in the Bible? If you don't work, you don't eat. Well, Jesus worked and he worked as a carpenter. So if Jesus did that, we got to walk like Jesus walked. And Jesus has a job for every one of us. And it's not the same job. Not everybody's going to be a carpenter. Not everybody's going to have a college education. You know what? God can bless people wherever they are in whatever position God puts you in. He will bless you. I remember my daughter. And oh, how it blessed me. She was offered a full college scholarship in music. But when she came to me and, and her dad, she said, I don't want to, I don't want to go to school for music. No problem. We said, we didn't coerce her. We didn't suggest to her. We didn't say, we'll do it anyway. We said, no problem. Go get a job. Go get a job. We didn't have the money to put her through college. It didn't seem right for her to go to college. She got a job. You know where she got a job at? She got a job in the junior department of Macy's. A simple clerk. And God blessed her there. He blessed her over and over and over to where she was a merchandise manager in Macy's. And then he blessed her again. And then he blessed her again. And he blessed her again. And she was a manager at Neiman Marcus. And then he blessed her again. And he blessed her again. And then she became a, a manager of, um, I think it was Louis Vuitton. And you know what was interesting? Every one of her jobs, get this. This was because Jesus had a job. She, he was giving her a job and he blessed her. Listen to this. Every one of those jobs that she went to apply for, they told her, you can't do this unless you have a college education. And she applied for it anyway. And she interviewed for it anyway. And you know what? She got them. And you know what happened when she finished? And she is now working for the um, Heart Association in Denver as a, as a um, uh, director. And you know what? This woman that God blessed is making more money than anybody of her, any of her friends that had the college education. Why? Because God doesn't care. God will bless you where you're at. It is not education. It's obedience. Amen. Jesus was obedient. It said he was obedient to his parents when he went back with them at the age of 12. And he became a carpenter until God called him out. Now, let's go to the next one. Let's go to Mark 2. We're going to go to Mark 2, verse 1. This one surprised me. Mark 2, verse 1. And again, Jesus entered into Capernaum after some days, and it was noised that he was in the house. Stop. Did you know that Jesus had a house? Did you know that Jesus had a house? 
I didn't know Jesus had a house. Jesus had a house. In fact, it's in the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John a couple of times. The NIV in that verse says that he, he came home. That he came home. It was noise that he had come home. Jesus had a house. He didn't live on the streets. He didn't live in the, in the woods. Jesus had a house. You know what? If you had a house, somebody paid for it. So Jesus had a house. Now, I want you to go to John 19. These truths sometimes are hidden in other verses, and the Lord will open our eyes to them. I'm going to go to verse 23. This is talking about Jesus on the cross, but there's something in here we need to see. All right, John 19, verse 23. Then the soldiers, when they had crucified Jesus, took his garments and made four parts to every soldier apart and also his coat. Now look at this coat. Now the coat was without seam, woven from the top throughout. And they said, therefore, among themselves, let us not rend it, but cast lots for it. Whose it shall be, that the scripture might be fulfilled. They parted my remnant among them. And from my vesture, they did cast lots. These things, but therefore the soldiers did. Jesus had decent clothes. You know that every fabric, every piece of fabric back in Jesus' day was handmade. Starting from the flax or the sheep, handmade. Fabric was, was considered something that you took care of and that you didn't have a lot of. And it was important. And Jesus's coat was woven from the top throughout. Decent garment. In fact, it was so nice, the soldiers didn't want to cut up the fabric. They said, let's cast lots for it. Nice coat. Jesus had decent clothes. Jesus wasn't the poor beggar that I was taught. Wasn't that at all? We'll see some more. All right, let's go to Luke 8, verse 1. And why are we doing this? Because of the way Jesus if, Jesus, if we are to walk like Jesus walked, then we are going to do it like Jesus did it. Luke 8, verse 1. It said, and it came to pass afterwards that Jesus went throughout every city and village, preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God, and the twelve were with him. And certain women, which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. Now, this is Jesus in his ministry. He has now begun his ministry. It says that it came to pass that he went throughout every city and village, preaching and showing the glad tidings of the kingdom of God. So now he is in the ministry. How did he get his money in the ministry? Verse 3, and Joanna, the wife of Chusa, Herod Stewart, Susanna and many others which ministered unto him of their substance. They ministered unto him of their substance. So you had these women that followed Jesus and gave them of his substance, gave him money. The father made sure Jesus was supplied with everything he needed in his ministry. I want you to consider this. And that God supplied every need Jesus had, every need. 
How did he do it? Well, he did it through the women here. He did it through men, people giving unto his ministry. Now, why would people give unto his ministry? Let's go to uh, Matthew 6. I'm going to show you a truth here that is for all of us. Jesus walked it. Matthew 6, 31. This is how Jesus walked. Whoa. Let me pull that back up. It didn't like me. For having a little... Matthew 6, verse 31. There we go. Verse 31. Jesus speaking, because it's in red. Therefore take you no thought, what shall we eat? What shall we drink? For wherewith shall we be clothed? Can you believe this? This is Jesus speaking. This is the way he walked. This is the way Jesus walked. Therefore take... Oh, oh, wait, 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 wait. I realized I don't have you with me. Hang on just a moment. I don't have you with me because it turned it off. All right, there. It says, uh, verse 31. Therefore, take no thought, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or wherewith shall we be clothed? For after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth you have need of all these things. But seek you first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. You see what happens, Jesus said, when you seek the kingdom of God first above everything else? Then he gives you everything you need to eat. He gives you everything you need to drink and he clothes you. And it says in another place that he gives you a place to live. Jesus walked in the kingdom. He walked in the kingdom. Remember, Jesus had gave up all his godly ability and became a man like you and I. So everything on the earth he did was just like you and I have to do it. Jesus was full of the Holy Ghost. That's what we have to do. We have to get full of the Holy Ghost. Jesus walked in the kingdom. And when he walked in the kingdom, then as the promise was made, everything he needed was provided. It was provided. I love what Doyle used to say. God pays for what God ordained. And as long as Jesus followed the Father, walked in the Spirit, God made sure he had everything he needed. What God ordains, God pays. And Jesus walked in the kingdom. So God supplied people that gave him the money he needed. Now I want you to consider this. There is not one place in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John not one that Jesus begged for anything. Not one. Why? Because he was walking in the kingdom. God supplied all his needs. He never begged. Never begged. You know what? If we say that we walk like we that Jesus walked, then we ought, if we say that we abide in Jesus, then we need to walk like Jesus walked. And there is no begging when we walk like Jesus walked. What do we do? We walk in the kingdom. We walk in the spirit. And God supplies all our needs. We don't have to ask. The only person we ask 
is the Father in Jesus, and they supply. They supply. That's the way Jesus walked. And if we say that we are, we ought to, if we say we abide in Jesus, then we need to walk as he walked. Now, I want you to go to John 13. John 13. And we're going to go to verse 29. I'm going to show you how Jesus provided and who he provided for. Verse 29, there's a, there's a, a, a I guess you would say a hidden gem in here. It says, for some of them thought this was Jesus at the Last Supper. And this is the disciples. And Jesus has ministered to the disciples. And now he's speaking with Judas. And he told Judas, what you have to do, go do. And this is what the disciples thought. It said, for some of them thought because Judas had the bag. Can you believe it? Judas was the one with the money. He's the one that kept all the money. It says, Judas had the bag that Jesus had said unto him, buy those things that we have need of against the feast or he should give something to the poor. Now, here we have a truth about how Jesus walked. Jesus supplied all the disciples' needs, not just his own. Jesus supplied everything, all his disciples' needs, out of his own money that he received. The disciples were taken care of through Jesus. Not only that, it said that when they when Jesus told Judas to go, they thought Judas was supposed to go buy the things that Jesus needed for, for the festival, for the feast that they were in, or that he should give something to the poor. So it was obvious that Jesus, the whole time he was walking, was giving to the poor because that's what his disciples thought he had gone to do again, give to the poor. If we say, if we say that we abide in Jesus, then we ought to walk as Jesus walked. And God supplies our needs and we give to the poor. We obey the things that Jesus did. We walk as Jesus walked. Now another one. Let's go to Matthew and we're going to go to 17. Matthew 17. And we're going to verse 24. Whoops, Matthew 17, verse 24. Now, this is when they come into Capernaum. That's where Jesus' house was. That's where his hometown was. And when they were come to Capernaum, they that received tribute money, taxes, temple tax, came to Peter and said, does, your master, does not your master pay tribute? And he said, yes. And when he come into the house, Jesus prevented Peter saying, what thinkest thou, Simon? Of whom the kings of the earth take custom or tribute, that's taxes, of their own children or of strangers. And Peter said unto him, of strangers. And Jesus said unto him, then are the children free. Notwithstanding, lest we should offend them, lest we defend the tax collectors, go thou to the sea, cast a hook, take up the fish that first cometh up, and when thou hast opened his mouth, thou shalt find a piece of money. That take and give unto them for me and thee. Jesus not only paid his own taxes, he paid Peter's too. But Jesus paid taxes. 
Jesus paid taxes, we're going to have to pay the taxes. Why did Jesus pay the tax? So that he wouldn't offend them. Simple. He wouldn't offend them. You know, when you find that God supplies all your needs and you're walking in the will of God, the wonderful thing is God will pay. He will give you the money to pay your taxes. He did for Jesus. If he did it for Jesus, he will do it for us. So if you say you abide in Jesus, then you will pay your taxes. Amen? Now, I want us to go. I'm going to, we're going to, let's, let's consider this for a moment. Now we know that one, Jesus had a house. Two, he had a career. He started out being a carpenter. He worked as a carpenter until God put him in the ministry full time. We know that he had decent clothes. We know that he, when he was started walking in the ministry, that there were people that supplied money for him to do whatever he needed to do. All of Jesus's, uh, all of his needs were supplied. You know, when they went into a village, Jesus supplied all the food that they needed and the places for them to sleep. He took care of all his disciples. You know what? There were not just 12. There was a pretty great group there. And it said when he was in his house that there were so many people around that, that you know, they couldn't even get in. He was ministering to. But he also said that he sat down with the disciples, you know, who fed him. Jesus did. Jesus did. He took care of those that were with him. And God supplied all their needs. Now, I have heard from the denominational church for years how poor Jesus was. Do you know that there are people that believe that when they obey God, to obey God, they're going to have to be poor? Well, Jesus wasn't. Jesus wasn't. We see that right here. All of Jesus's needs were met. Jesus was not poor. He supplied for his own money, his own needs, and those of others. And when they didn't have enough to buy food for 5,000, no problem. God supplied. God supplied. Jesus did not walk on the earth as poor. Consider this. It is written in Deuteronomy 28 about curses for not obeying God, not following God's commandments. Do you know that one of those curses is poverty? Do you know that Jesus always obeyed the Father? So he never had to deal with any curses. Not while he was walking on the earth. Jesus was never poor. But, but, when he finished his walk, when he did all the things that the Father, all the works that the Father had given him to do, he had one more job to do. And that was to go to the cross. That was to go to the cross. And I want us to go to 2 Corinthians. And I will show you the love of God. Uh, 2 Corinthians 8, 9. Second Corinthians 8, 9. For you know... 
the grace, this is the Apostle Paul speaking, of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, and that wasn't just heaven, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. Do you see that? Though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that you through his poverty might be rich. I want you to look at that verse again. For we know the grace, what we didn't ask for, what we don't deserve that Jesus did anyway. Of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor. And some of you are saying, oh, well, there, there's where he became poor. It doesn't go with the verses I just read you. He became poor on the cross. That you, through his poverty, might be rich. That you, through his poverty, might be rich. Jesus showed us exactly how to walk with money, how to give to the poor how to supply our needs, how to walk in the kingdom so all our needs are supplied. Yes, walking in the kingdom, all your needs will be supplied. It's a promise. That's the way Jesus walked, and He, we need to walk like he walked. If you are doing the will of God, he will supply your needs. Oh, there are days you will shake, believing those words. Your needs will be supplied. Now, when did Jesus become poor? He became poor on the cross. He became poor on the cross. It was the predetermined plan for Jesus to go to the cross. It was the predetermined plan that, that Jesus was going to suffer by being, by, by being um, scourged. It was the predetermined plan of the Father that Jesus be scourged. It was the predetermined plan of the Father that they nail him to the tree. It was the predetermined plan of the Father that he be lifted up. It was the predetermined plan of the Father that that eternal spirit would put on Jesus all our sin, all your sin, predetermined of the Father. You know what the wonderful thing about that is? In Galatians 3.13, it says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us. Being made a curse for us, for it is written, cursed is everyone that hangeth on a tree. You wonder why Jesus had to hang on the tree? He had to become our curse. Jesus on the cross, and the Father putting him there, Jesus destroyed everything that is between us and the Father so we could, be, we could be blessed, we could be rich. Jesus destroyed in his own body everything that keeps you and I from, not, from being rich. I'll say that again. Jesus put on the cross, hanging on the tree by the predetermined plan of the Father, was put there to destroy everything, everything that keeps you and I 
from walking with God and walking in prosperity. Jesus took the curse of your curse of poverty on his own body and he paid for it. Jesus took all your sins that causes the poverty and he paid for them. Jesus took everything, curses, the demons, all the things that sin brings, sickness, poverty, curses, all those things Jesus took on his own body for you. Destroyed everything in that death, burial, and resurrection that was between you and the Father. Can you believe that? Can you commit to that? Can you trust in those words till you see the manifestation? If you are, if you are dealing in poverty, if you are in poverty, you can come out. You can come out. Jesus took it on his own body for you. You are looking at a woman that has been there. I remember the days when God was bringing me out. Everything would go wrong. There wouldn't be enough money or something would break or, you know, you had to use your money for for this and for that, God, I mean, I had the spirit of poverty and I got it from my ancestors, my third, fourth generation. But you know what? I started believing what Jesus did for me on the cross. I remember preaching the gospel to myself. I remember standing in my bedroom and I would say, you see this grandma? You see Jesus on the cross? And she wasn't even around. I would say, you see that, Grandma? He's got our poverty on him. He's got our poverty on him. He's paid for it. And you know what? I preached that to myself until I believed it. And when I believed it, it started happening. I started getting blessed. I started coming out of that poverty. I started getting delivered didn't happen in a day, but it didn't take 20 years. And I came out. I came out. Why? Because Jesus became the curse for me. Because Jesus took my sins that caused it for me. He not only took mine, he took my grandparents and my great grandparents and everybody that was between me and God. He paid for. And you know what the wonderful thing about that is? He not only paid for it, but he satisfied the father concerning me for it too. He satisfied the father for it. And the father was satisfied. So the only thing between me and my blessings was faith. Was having the faith. Because the father was already entreated. And the father's already satisfied. So the only way to, the only thing between me and getting it was unbelief, was unbelief. And we worked on the unbelief until we got rid of it. Same thing with you, amen. I wanna pray for some. I wanna pray for that spirit of poverty to come off of you. I wanna pray right now because Jesus paid for it. 
Jesus paid for poverty. He paid for your poverty. He paid dearly for it. He paid for your poverty. You don't need to keep it one more day. Father, I thank you in Jesus' name. I thank you in Jesus' name to loose these women in poverty. Loose them now in Jesus' name. They can't, that spirit of poverty cannot stay one more day. I loose them of poverty now in Jesus' name. I loose you of poverty. I loose you of poverty right now in Jesus' name. I loose you of this poverty. I loose you. It cannot stay one more day. It's been paid for. I loose these women of poverty. I loose them. I loose them. I loose them in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I loose these women now of poverty. I loose you. I loose you. I loose you right now. I loose you. I loose you. I loose you now in Jesus' name. I loose you in Jesus' name. Father, I thank you. I thank you. Father, I thank you. I loose this spirit off of you. I loose it. I loose you of it in Jesus' name. I loose you. It cannot stay there one more day it was paid for. I loose you of it in Jesus' name. I loose you in Jesus' name. I loose you in the name of Jesus. Amen. I get thanks. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. 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 Just want to see what direction he wants me to go in. I get thanks. Father, I thank you. I thank you. I thank you. I get thanks. I thank you. I get thanks. I thank you. I get thanks. I thank you. Father, I pray. I pray for those that are. Amen. 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 I pray for those that are bound with torment. I pray right now for those that are bound with torment. Father, I pray for them right now in Jesus' name. I get thanks now. I get thanks. I pray for those that are bound with torment. I break the power of torment over them in Jesus' name. I break the power of torment over them in Jesus' name. You can't stay. I loose them in the name of Jesus. Loose them. Loose them. Loose them. I loose these women from torment in Jesus' name. I loose them. I loose them. I loose these women from those tormenting spirits. I loose them. I loose them in Jesus' name. I loose them. I loose them. If God's ministering to you, 
Raise your hand. I loose these women now in Jesus' name. I loose them. I loose them. I loose them. I loose them now from this torment. I loose them. I loose them from this torment in Jesus' name. They can't stay one more day. I loose them in the name of Jesus. I loose them. I loose them. I loose them. I loose them in Jesus' name. I loose them in the name of Jesus. I loose them. I loose them right now. I break the devil's power over you. I break that torment. I break it. I break that torment. I break that torment over you. I loose her now in the name of Jesus. I loose her now in the name of Jesus. I loose her in the name of Jesus. I loose her now. I loose her in Jesus' name. I loose her. I loose her in the name of Jesus. I loose her. I loose her. Father, I break the power of the devil over me now in Jesus' name. I break the devil's power, that torment. I break your power. I loose her. Come out of her in Jesus' name. Come out of her in Jesus' name. Come out of her in the name of Jesus. Come out of her in the name of Jesus. Come out of her, this tormenting spirit. Come out of her. Come out of her. Come out of her in the name of Jesus. I get thanks and it's going out right now in Jesus' name. It's coming out right now in Jesus' name. I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks, Father, I thank you. I get thanks, I get thanks. I get thanks, I get thanks. I get thanks, I get thanks. I get thanks. I break the devil's power over you right now. I break that oppressive spirit over you right now. I break its power in the name of Jesus. It can't stay. I break the power of the devil over you right now in the name of Jesus. I break the devil's power over you in Jesus' name. I break the power of the devil. Looser in the name of Jesus. Looser. 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 Looser in Jesus' name. Looser. Looser, looser in Jesus' name. Looser right now. Looser, looser, looser in Jesus' name. Looser in the name of Jesus. Looser, 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 looser. I break your power. I break your authority. I break your authority, you wicked spirit. I break your authority. Looser in the name of Jesus. Looser. 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 Looser in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 No, this will not be in the video. 
uh, recording. I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks, Father. I get thanks. I get thanks, Father, in Jesus' name. I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks, Father, in the name of Jesus. I get thanks, Father, in the name of Jesus. I get thanks, Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks, Father. I get thanks, Father. I break the power of rejection. I break that power of rejection. Came into you as a child. I break that power over you. It cannot stay one more day. It cannot stay one more day. The love of God pours into you. That spirit cannot stay one more day. I break the power of rejection over you now in Jesus' name. Looser, looser, loose her, loose her, loose her. She is loved by Jehovah from the day she was conceived, loose her now in Jesus' name. I break the power of rejection. I loose her of it in Jesus' name. Come out of her, you lying spirit. I break the power of rejection over these women now in Jesus' name. Loose her, loose her, loose her. God is love. Pour that love into these hearts in Jesus' name. Pour the love of God into these hearts in Jesus' name. There is no rejection with God. You don't reject something you made. Pour your love into their hearts in Jesus' name. They have not been rejected by you. Pour your love. That's why you sent Jesus, pour your love into their hearts right now in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 I get thanks, Jesus. I thank you. I get thanks, Father. I thank you. I get thanks, Father. I thank you for your love. For your love. Not only did you send Jesus but you opened our ears that we could hear. That's love. That's love. I get thanks, Father. I get thanks, and there is no fear in love. And you are love, so there's no fear in you. Amen. I get thanks, Jesus. I get thanks. I get thanks, Father, continue to minister to them in the name of Jesus. I thank you. I thank you for this meeting. I thank you, Father. I thank you. Bless them. Bless all of them. Father, pour your blessings on all of these women now. I thank you. And I ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. See you next week. Amen. Thank you for joining Kathy Davidson and the Ministers of Music from Water of Life Church. 
She would love to hear from you. You may reach her by email at kd at kdwol.com. Or you may write her at Kathy Davidson, Care of Water of Life Church, Post Office Box 861-327, Plano, Texas 75086. You may find her on the internet at www.kdwol.com and on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, God bless.